All right, oh, here okay. we go. We're back. Yeah, we're back. Oh, okay. This this is the effect of cheap internet. There you go. <laughs> he still got dial up over there. He frozen again. He got that dial up. He got America. that dial up, man. America, oh, let's go live. How we go live? It's already again. recording live on Facebook. It's already no, recording. No, I stopped it. Oh man, no, you didn't. No, it my mind live. still says live. He started it back. I stopped it when Chad told oh, me to. Man. Oh my oh, god! Slide that dial up over there, killing us. It's still on it. <laughs> Oh, man, I don't remember what I did to stop it last time. <laughs> don't stop it. Keep it rolling, dog. Keep it rolling. We lie. He, he legit we got dialed up. He got dialed up, man. But that's okay. We're going to yeah. keep going. Hey, we're going to get back on Chance not knowing um all this wine and what, what Shauna be drinking because I don't need it, just to be honest. I, I, I just go to the bottom shelf and get mine. You know, She goes to the top <laughs> shelf. You know, all, all the stuff on the bottom shelf be like uh, Tennessee whiskey. That be the that be the stuff that get you drunk. You get yeah. that bottom shelf, you have a hangover, a headache, they give you a headache. And yeah, I don't, be, I don't know. The, and, I don't know the stuff I can't. Calling pronounce. the porcelain guy the next morning. Hey, she ain't on that Smirnoff. She ain't drinking yeah. that. Burnett's that Burnett's Burnett's vodka. Burnett's. Used to be in that plastic bottle. We drunk yeah. that. <laughs> Blue top, we got a blue top. The blue top, yeah. yes, sir. In the that plastic bottle. I'm mm. telling you, but there was them college days, though. Don't act like we ain't have fun off of that now. Yeah, and then, and, then, and then you couldn't get it by yourself. Somebody else had to go in with you. Yeah, like, like five oh, other people. It was like ten dollars for a, a big <laughs> bottle. Everybody be like, man, what you got on this bottle? <laughs> yeah, and then you mix it with food lion juice, and it tastes like cough syrup, and you never want to drink it again. Oh, no, yeah, we didn't no. mix it with food lion juice. Well, we just yeah. drunk. We drunk guys with OJ. OJ. Hey, yeah. I'm gonna ask y'all a question. What was the best thing? What's the best thing that you found out about college? Like a, uh, like a, um, like mine was the George Foreman grill. That was the best mm. thing for me, boy. We used to get them for uh, them pork chops, them things on yeah. the Foreman after we didn't had a night out. Trying yeah. to sop up that, trying to sop that lick up with some bread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I learned that you can uh, mix a lot of things with uh, ramen noodles. You ain't just have, you ain't just have to eat the noodles by themselves. You know, yeah. ground beef in that junk. <laughs> you used to oh. dive them things up. Yeah. Different seasonings. Yeah. My boy used to put hot dogs in his. Yeah. Throw some hot sauce in it. You know what I'm saying? This is all good. Hey, so here's the question. My... Here's my question about how, you, how did you eat your ramen noodles? Did you? Drain all the water out, so yours were a thick consistency, or were yours soupy? You left a little bit of water in there. I pulled all the juice off. I want the no, juice off. No, I left off. a little bit of water. Tea. I need right. a, a little bit, a little bit of water, a little bit, but not the yeah. whole, not the whole bowl where it's sitting down in there. Just enough to keep it moist. Now, once once they came out with the spicy ones, I kept juice because I drink you drink juice out. <laughs> oh what's my the, god! What's the worst flavor of ramen? What's the worst flavor? It's not one to me. It's not uh, one. Uh, it's pork. A, I think that pork shrimp, is terrible. Oh yeah, pork is nasty. Yeah, that pork is nasty. Chicken, chicken beef. Chicken beef and shrimp. And then oh, I cut, yeah. I cut the shrimp out. So it was just chicken after a while. But yeah, then they made that roasted stuff. chicken. Roasted? Yeah, I like yeah they did. They did. I, I like must have stopped eating them by then. I like the creamy chicken. 
I ain't, I ain't gonna lie, dog. I got like six boxes in in my um. <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't I got judge a college me. student don't in my house. Me. So. Don't judge yeah. me. Hey, but check this out though. You I'm know gonna tell you crazy. something. It's shout crazy. out to shout out to Pastor Pierre Salmon. 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 It's Salmon. S A L Salmon now. Not the Salmon. food, Shauna. Salmon. Not the food. <laughs> he forgot you know the L in his name. You know she's lying. Okay. You lying. Dealing, so I don't know. He's a dealer. I'm not going to say Reverend Leon Lonnie Love. <laughs> no, he's a real. But I'm going to tell you something. going to be dude, all right. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something, though. That dude made a meal out of some ramen noodles. Ramen noodles now. I ain't going to lie. That dude made a meal out of that joint. And we survived for a whole year off of that. Pastor Salmon. Salmon. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think his name is Pierre Salmon. But you know, you know that good that good college Raymond cooking or ramen cooking or whatever. That's that that's that good struggle love, especially if you got a good struggle love relationship, yeah. man. It take me back, man. A girl I used to mess with, man. She wanted to cook me a, a little dinner, and she had the little food stamps or whatever, so she could get out. You know, in college you can get food stamps when you're in college. So she got enough to cook steak. She got enough to cook steak, but she ain't had nothing to go with it. So, so she cooked me some beef noodles to go with the steak. Some beef noodles, steak, and string beans. Okay. Steak, whatever, right? Okay. She tried. That. She tried. Tried. Look like, look like that steak still stuck around your neck. <laughs> I, had, I had to give her some good loving. I thought that was oh. a ham hock. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that, that, that was way before college. <laughs> it looked like he got on a tournament. I thought. <laughs> yeah, that's that's national champion right there. That's national that's champion. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shout out national to Don champion. Stanley. Get that. Get that right. The real Carolina. Uh, Shala, I know that's what you're saying. The real Carolina. I didn't say anything actually. You know, Carolina. <laughs> I mean, Shala, a big uh, Tar Heel fan. I am. To big Tar Heels fans. So, oh, well. Well, you know, speaking of college, man, a lot going on, man. I can't pull it up right now. But um, uh, Grambling, Grambling State out there in Louisiana with Baton Rouge out there, they just hired a new volleyball coach. New volleyball coach comes in and says, get the step, tells everybody on the team, you gone. Get out of here. I ain't re-signing your scholarships. And that's yeah. it. She cut the whole team. Now, here goes something a lot of our viewers and a lot of people don't know. When you're a high schooler and you get a scholarship to go to college, they aren't four-year scholarships. People don't understand that. Mm -hmm. No one gets a four-year scholarship. They're all one-year scholarships, and they're all renewable. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's assumed that your coach is going to renew your scholarship. It's not, it's not guaranteed, but most coaches will renew everybody's scholarship because you would set a bad precedent if you're known as the coach who cuts everybody after a year. So that's, but why that's not quite accurate. That's not quite accurate. Several years, several years ago, the NCAA changed legislation and let schools offer multi-year aid. So okay. it's up to the individual school. Some schools leave it up to the to their respective teams. Coach, Some yeah. schools will across the board say we only offer four-year awards. So that changed probably, I don't know, 
within the last 10 years. It probably has been okay. five to six years ago. So now they some schools do offer four-year uh, awards. Okay, okay. Well, see, but we in this see instance, in we this teach. instance, though, my guess 28. is my my guess is in this instance, Grambling only offers one year periods yeah. of awards. So at the end of every year, then you have the opportunity to renew. And here's the other thing: if they choose not to renew, all the student athletes get the opportunity to appeal that, and the appeal is to a group outside of athletics. Oh, so, okay. See, we're a wealth of information on the RIP. Thank you for clearing that, clarifying that. A wealth of information comes from the RIP 28 podcast. Well, (laughs) you know why this has happened, because all this transfer portal and all that stuff, that's that's kind of a trickle-down effect, because all all these kids can leave. Uh, Coaches are like, hey, I'm going to do my thing, too, because these kids ain't showing me no no love. They they can leave at a drop of a dime. Just like, you know, it's fair. You know, coaches can leave anytime they want to. They got a new job. Not a not a team players or the student athletes can do the same thing. But now it's like, hey, this transfer portal is hot. I can get as many players as I want. So I'll say this, Chan. I'll say this. That's also uh, what I consider to be a misconception. It's not the transfer portal that does that. So the, yeah. the advent of the transfer portal is strictly to allow students to talk to other schools without having to get permission to contact. So before it's advent, if you want to talk to another school, your current school could deny you the opportunity to talk to somebody else. The transfer portal says you go in there and you can talk to whomever you want to talk to. What's Mm -hmm. creating this issue is the elimination of the year in residence. So now that football, Mm -hmm. men's, women's basketball, and men's women's ice hockey can transfer without having to serve a year in residence or spit out a year, as we call it. That's what's creating this. It's not the transfer portal. It's the elimination of having to sit out a year that's done it. Because every other sport has always operated like this. The tracks, uh, baseball, all these other sports have always operated without having to sit out a year. Track and baseball could do that? Track I can. Did, I did the not only- the only sports that at the time had a year in residence were football, men's, women's basketball, and ice hockey. Um, Every other sport could transfer, and as long as they got the permission to contact, they could immediately be eligible. So well, these you know, kids can get picked up and then play in the fall. Yep, yep. they can leave. Well, here's the other thing about the transfer portal. You have to have your name in by May 1st. So if you don't have your name in by May 1st, then you can't automatically just go somewhere else and compete. Mm. Wow. See, I didn't know that part. I thought it was just at any time you could um, just decide that you wanted to enter the transfer portal. I'm glad you said that. Once so, again, a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> so the big, the big confusion or what held this thing up when they eliminated the year in residence was that notification date. They were trying to pick a date that was best for fall sports and spring sports. So there's another date in the fall that, you know, by this date, you have to have your name if you intend to go someplace for the spring, but for the spring semester, because what happens is coaches fill their rosters, right? So they're not going to be looking to fill their rosters in July. Hopefully they'll be done. So the the date of notification is May 1st for a fall semester. Hmm. 
See, that's why we that's why we keep Sean on yeah. now, man. She brings <laughs> in facts, man. You know, we what we do on the Rip 28 podcast, we just talk how we feel. We don't always bring <laughs> we don't always bring in facts, but uh Sean bring in facts. So basically these girls mm-hmm. have the opportunity to play somewhere else next year. Because she's giving them well, enough time. Here's the yeah. tricky part. Here's the if tricky they get part, picked man. up. But she cut them, she cut them, you know, last month or whatever. Yeah. But a lot of these volleyball rosters, they've already been made. A lot of these other the other colleges, they've already got their teams. And you know, yeah. it wasn't like it wasn't like the play the players came from a, a three and ten team or a six and ten team. So it wasn't like they got a bunch of these superstars where coaches say, Well, I'll make an exception for you. And I'll bring you in. I'll push somebody else to the side. So, you know, yeah. you basically got a bunch of scrubs who got cut in April and can't find no place to play. Yeah. Well, I'm, they I'm better not, fill out that faster. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not sure how they do that grambling, but I know usually I know like when a guy, bunch of guys on my team, you know, we finished playing football our last semester. They, they pay for you for like another year afterwards, even mm-hmm. though you weren't on the team anymore. I don't know if you get cut from the team if that's the case. So I don't know. Well, wasn't that that fifth year rule? No, I mean, like, well, no, I'm not talking about like a red shirt or anything like that. But I'm saying, like, if you didn't graduate by the time you finished playing football, they would still like give you another year mm-hmm. on scholarship, with, you know, not having to pay for it. So, but but I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know if they're doing that at Grambling if they. She's like, all right, I'm cutting you off the team. I'm pretty sure they can't do that because volleyball don't have so many players. You know, football had a bunch of scholarships, you know. He had 100 plus people on the team. I think it was like 85 scholarships out of go. She cut everybody, bro. Yeah. She, cut, she cut everybody and said, and said, well, you had to be open tryouts. You had to be sorry, boy, to cut everything. <laughs> you look back there and tell me, it ain't nobody I want to keep off this team. No, boy, not even the captain. You well, didn't she have? Captain. Didn't she have like three practices with them to see yeah. like how they were That's performing? Right. And then she was like, "Y'all can go." But here's my thing: I feel like if this was a male cutting the whole basketball team or something, it wouldn't be that much of an uproar. I think it's because a woman went in uh. and. She just said, all y'all got to go. So y'all telling me if it was a male coach, he was a new basketball coach, and he let's say a new basketball coach at South Carolina goes and say, all y'all N-words got to go. Y'all all got to go. I'm starting over. So why are you going to go there? You, you got to make it a woman-to-man thing. But look, but 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 <laughs> it, I think that's I think that's headlines regardless of who did it. You going to cut a whole team? You don't keep nobody? Yeah, that's that's the headlines regardless if it's man or woman. I don't think it has anything to do with gender. That's yeah. unprecedented right there. It, yeah. I ain't never seen that happen to nobody. Yeah. But y'all have coached teams before, right? You've all in some yeah. sort like have coached a team. So yeah. would you ever make this move? Would you ever go in and clear the room be like, you know what, y'all, here's your record. Yeah. You just no, look trash starting over. Would you start I over? I think she was because see, it's too late for her to field the team. You know what I'm saying? It's too late for her to get a team of good players anyway. 
So what I think this was, I think she was just sending a message. And I think she gonna end up giving, but she gonna end up giving all them girls a scholarship back. She gonna cut a couple of them. A couple or of she's them gonna gone. bring in her own girls. She could have yeah. transfers coming but, in. That's a lot but, of people. But see, that's the thing. Wouldn't it be too late though? For the fall? Because volleyball is a, is a fall first. sport, right? Volleyball is a is a fall sport. Yeah. So most of the these volleyball teams already got their teams picked. But did don't they have yeah. to make the first some? Portal? They have to yeah, make first to go into the transfer portal. Yeah. I mean, so you'll find like if they had girls who graduated, right? They had mm -hmm. young women who graduated, so they exhausted their eligibility this year. And if they hadn't signed enough. They could always, you know, we're just into the spring semester. So there are, there, there are potential opportunities to, to fill rosters. That's a lot of girls to have to replace. So, mm -hmm. so I hope if she does have young women who are transferring in, then they good, one, and then she got enough of them to still fill the team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so two, two things. If you've seen this happen, would you go to grandma? <laughs> Never. That's, that's one thing. That part. And uh, I can agree. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not finna go there. Like, she gonna cut me after one year. You oh, know what world. I mean? Like, like oh, I, mean, I, <laughs> I mean, cause it's not like I don't think professional volleyball is making millions of dollars or nothing like that. So you go, you go into college because you're good at volleyball, but you're going to get your degree. So you know, if if we gotta go there, we gotta we gotta make a difference. So women's basketball, men's basketball is Kind of two different things. All right. So you get a scholarship to play women's basketball. Right? Y'all y'all feeling me? All right. So yeah. you go to the WNBA. That's a great accomplishment. Don't get me wrong. But you're not taking care of your family off of going to the WNBA. How much How much money do they make? Like, like say say you're just somebody, you're a six man, six man on the bench. In the I WNBA, the how much money are you making? The max contract, I know the max contract in the WNBA, I think is 200000 The max? I'm sure somebody make a million dollars. Well, no, not, no, 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 nobody make a million in the, no. in the WNBA. They make a million dollars overseas. Yeah, they that's how they get money. money. Yeah. That's so, right, the, real, right. the real money in Russia. So the real goal in going in and in girls basketball is to get an education. Because because you're gonna need it. <laughs> I mean, you know, NBA is different because you know, like you you can go one and done, do whatever you want. You a multi-millionaire, you know, instantly. You know, but girl sports, fair fair or not, they just, they just don't make no money because of the, I guess, the TV contracts and how many people watch it. You know. <clears throat> well, maybe with her not having a full roster. Maybe with her not having a full roster, that gives an opportunity to people who missed out on getting picked up to be picked up now. Um, now she has to do some hell of recruiting, like I guess AAU volleyball or whatever it is. But <laughs> maybe it maybe the offer you know it'll offer an opportunity for girls who would normally have been at the program, but got turned. But down. this what you miss. But but this the part. This the part we missing out on. It's mm -hmm. April. You saying yeah. doing hella recruiting the AAU season? If you a senior, if you yeah. 
If you, you he's already decided where you're going to school. Yeah, you already if know you got, If you got ass, I'm talking about the girls that's he not. If you don't have a scholarship off already, it's a reason you don't have a scholarship off already. <laughs> well, hell, the girls she had on the roster weren't that great either. So she maybe that's your time to shine. I'm I'm not taking up for her. I think this is really fucked up. And if it was my kid, I probably would go meet her in her office with these hands or a gun or something. However, you gotta have it. Because I ain't got no money to pay for my child to go to school, you know. Like, if this was my niece, my niece goes to Winston-Salem State. Mind you, she's tall and uncoordinated. But if she was on the volleyball team at State and her coach was like, this is it, and she's a sophomore, I would really have some – I would have a real problem with that. Um, and you could say – I know her admin and stuff backed her up, but, like well, – What you going to do about it? You going to go gonna, off on them? I'm going to the Winston with my nine. I mean, gonna that's, that's, gonna get a, that's gonna get a scholarship back. No, no they ain't gonna get it back. And you gonna make you feel better, though. The coach has the autonomy mm -hmm. to determine who's gonna be on their team. So why right. are you mad that the coaches decided that your child ain't good enough to be on this team? Now it sucks, yes. Yeah. But she gets to make her team, and if she says y'all aren't good enough, like, I, yeah, it's tough to be mad at that. I'm just taking this as a child, a person who has no kids. So I'm, I get where I get where she's coming from because I don't believe in participation trophies and none of that stuff. So if she wants to win the team and they not winning, she might have to create it. I know it's caused a lot of confusion. And as a non-athlete, as a non-college athlete, I have seen at all levels kids get kicked off the team for various reasons. Um, so I, I get it. Um, I just I can't imagine like as a person who struggled to pay for college and she's still paying for them. I can't imagine like you know even though it is renewable, I can't imagine like just knowing that next year I got to figure out how to pay for school. I, don't, I, I just think her her timing is bad. I don't particularly care about the kids being mad because hell yeah. they wasn't that good. That's why they got cut. I think <laughs> if she would have did it. If she would have did it, if she would have go ahead and she would have suffered with these girls she got one year, you know, through, through this season, yeah. and then after the very last game of, of next year, if yeah. she would have did the same thing, I wouldn't be mad at all. But check this I, out. How much, how much responsibility does these girls have to work on their craft to be better? If, yeah. you, if you know you got a one-year scholarship, guess what? You need to perform at a high level so you get renewed. I, I, I just feel like we give these athletes too much. And, you know, we're all former athletes. But you got to earn it, man. Ain't nothing given to you. You got to earn it. You can't risk. Yes, you were. You were a great cheerleader. Oh, thank you. That's a long time. But I, I get <laughs> I think the thing that uh, the, the other side of the argument, though, is that, you know, for a lot of young people, athletics is their gateway to college. And what I hate to see is, I, I get it, you're not good enough to compete athletically. Yeah. But for some of these young women, they may not have an opportunity to continue the education. And I think that those, that's the argument that the people who are, who are adamantly against this put forward. This yes. was their gateway to college. And now you can't have that. But the other side is, playing mm -hmm. competing in athletics, 
competing in athletics is a privilege. It's not a right. It is. Mm -hmm. It is. Stop giving all these participation trophies. Stop letting everybody compete, man. At a certain time, you got to cut it off. Like, you know, yeah. you, 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 you don't get to play. You don't get to play if you ain't good enough. That's just what it is. Yeah. And I mean, maybe I hope that she doesn't have to like tuck her tail and go back and be like, hey, y'all want to be back on this team because she can't get enough players by May 1st. Like April 31st, she might be like, I made a mistake. Come back. Because you got to fill a roster. You can't play. Well, I don't think I don't think she has to. I don't think she has to fill a roster by May 1st. I think that's May 1st. Is yeah, that's, that's just the date where the kids have to um get in the transfer. They have to make the their transfer Okay. So she has time to be like, y'all, I'm playing, come back. Well, no. Did you say they're gonna come back? Who's gonna come back after that? To be honest with you, as somebody who knows the cost of college, and like you said, Sean, it's a lot of these kids are the first generation kids, like. That might be their only choice to continue their studies. Like, yeah, you might be mad, but you like she. I don't have <laughs> as somebody who was gonna go to Grambling. Grambling is very expensive, so I might be like, I'm gonna go back, but I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give what I gotta give to stay on this team. So I mean, maybe. I like it, but I'm going. <laughs> hey, if, if, right, if let me get this free stuff and call it a day until the end of the she, year. You know, if she cut everybody. They wasn't that good. Ain't nobody knocking down their door to get them to come to their program. So you better go back. I'm so just you, would you go back? Would you go but back? I think, if, I if, think that was it, if that was do. the only school I had looking at me and I knew my parents are in the situation to where they can't afford college, yes, ma'am, hey, I'm going to go just, back. Just think how much pressure that coach put on herself, though. Like, okay, you cut everybody on the team. Mm-hmm. You you get you get your squad and y'all suck again. What are they gonna do to you? Cut <laughs> you. They gonna cut you. They gonna show you the dough, real quick. I promise you, she only got one good year right now. Like they won't see what she gonna do, and they will. I bet they will cut her by the beginning of the year next year if she don't have a good season. I mean, yeah. this looks bad on the university, and I, it's not the first thing bad that happened to any school, but it really does look bad so i hope she has a winning season i'm sure everybody's gonna be watching so mm. sylvester would you go back would you go back on the scene if i had no choice of course of course i would now, now, now this is 42 year old slot talking is this <laughs> is this 18 year old slot talking hey. Hey. 18 year old slot was, no <laughs> sli was gonna get cut by columbia high but hell he can't <laughs> Rick, here go the thing, man. What she's going to do, she's, she's already said she's going to have open tryouts at the school. And so by having open tryouts at the school, those players who got cut will have an opportunity to try out. And what's going to happen? She's going to end up taking them, taking them girls back saying, okay, you earn your scholarship now. There's That's nobody else on campus who can do yeah. it. Right. Yeah, so, so do you people, think this was a tactic on her point? Yeah, it's a wake up call. It's yeah. a wake up. It's it's I'm the new sheriff in town. You're gonna do what I say do, and you're gonna do it how I say do it. That's all this is. It's just a wake up call. You think it's a scare tactic? Yeah. I do. I, I, I wonder if she married. Is the coach married? Hold up. What they got to do with anything? What they got to do with it? 
And they got a lot to do. Like, like, I know she had to discuss this with her husband a little bit. I know you fucking lying, what? <laughs> okay, okay. Let, let me reword myself. All okay. right. So some women that would do that to the team. I, I find it hard her getting along with a, with, with a guy. I find I find it hard for her to get along with somebody. If you you that cutthroat? That's cutthroat. I'm gonna get what I got. That's cutthroat. This is her job. This is her job. I mean, she do this like that. What's she gonna do to him? <laughs> well, if you ain't performing, you gotta go too. I mean. <laughs> Everybody, everybody have bad days. Don't let that LDE get you insulted. I'm just no, asking. I'm like, I'm like, man, I would never that do nothing like that. That got nothing to do with anything, whether or not. I, I think it does. I think it does. But what, I, just want, what, okay, I, so I like to know she was married. You think that her making a move that she makes, even though male coaches do kick people off the team mm-hmm. all the time. No, not all. You think yeah, that, that you think that, that you think that's that different. this is because she's not married that she was just like, I'm gonna cut everybody off a volleyball team. No, I'm just saying like today. Mm-hmm. No, I'm saying like, all right, if you that type of person that can do that, I, I don't know nobody. Bill Self wouldn't cut everybody on Kansas, but um Kansas basketball team. Like, oh y'all guys suck. I'm I'm giving taking everybody on the team scholarship. Yeah. I, I, I can't see that happening. I can't. Somebody, somebody who would do that is I. I, I took. I take that into personal life that they kind of the same way in their personal life. That's just my thing. Separate her job and her ability and her relationship. Like huh? you think she she runs, you know, like she runs her household, like she runs coaching. Yep. Yep. I, I know y'all fucking lying. In Chance's logic, then we also know why Sylvester ain't married because he talks too much all the time and he doesn't tell some damn woman's nerves up. He doesn't tell some woman's nerves up. That's the logic we're going with here. Okay. I'm saying you're not far fresh from your real life and your coaching job. I mean, that's who you are as a person. You're talking about you're talking about this woman's livelihood yeah. relies yeah. on 18 to 21 year old people to perform yeah. at a high-ish, I'll say high-ish level yeah. every day. Yeah. This is my livelihood based on this. And you're saying because she made a decision based on her livelihood, she might not be married. No, I didn't say she might not be married. I said I wonder you if she said I wonder, You said I wonder if she's married. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering. Not be married, I'm wondering how that relationship is if she <laughs> is married. Like, like if you can do that to somebody, if you that cutthroat, what you, you can't? It ain't no switch to just say, "All right, I'm like this here, and I'm like this you here." Like, you don't think people compartmentalize? Nope. Not like not like that. Not like that. We sh- we that's should all true. live our lives like that. If somebody is not serving a purpose in your life that's bringing what you need and to bring, you should be able to cut them off. Wife, mama, daughter, friend, boyfriend, dick appointment, whoever it is. Oh. <laughs> well, like, well. <laughs> 
Appointment? Appointment? You should, you, that's how you should, I mean, we should look at this as like an everyday thing. If somebody is not in your life that you need to serve, you should be able to cut them. Well, this takes not just higher because it's your job, but I'm saying like. Well, I'll put it like this. My, my whole, <laughs> man, sports has probably built my whole life. Like the things that I learned playing football, basketball, baseball, track, stuff like that. I use that in my everyday life. You know, I'm a, a manager of people and all that stuff. You know, I, I use those scenarios and all that stuff all the time in my in my work setting. So I so I'm saying in, in my opinion that you know the way I treat people at work is the same way that you know I would hope to treat people in real life because I understand oh, or vice versa. The way I treat people in real life is the way I would treat people at work. You know, I, I you you have empathy. You understand. You you know these things. I mean, you you got the cards that you was dealt. Right. You 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 deal with that, and you try to make it better. You just you just don't say cutting everybody. I'm cutting everybody. Like like, like, like if you have that in your in your heart to do that. I don't, that's that's tough to me. I I understand that, and you articulated that way better than you did. I want them to see married. Yeah, <laughs> you do. You should have said that at the beginning, sir. Because you. you sounded like an ass talking about. I wonder if she got a husband. Because <laughs> you could have articulated what you just said. You could have articulated that way better. Yeah. Now that right, what you said that time delete, makes delete total. That. It makes no leave it. I mean that makes total mm-hmm. sense the way you put you, it. You took slide spot as the resident ass right there, Chip. No, 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 like don't that do him like that. Don't do him like Look, that. Look, I get, I get what you. I get the way. I, I see where you was coming. Yeah. I see where you was coming. They ain't let you land. They had to let you land. <laughs> yeah. I saw yeah. you. Coming. I saw you. Coming I wonder if she married. And then you landed. You landed right. You landed right, Chance. I, I see where you landed. They, they make me sound like they, they cut everybody on the team too. I believe Shala would. Shala would. <laughs> and and, and Shala cut a man, pull a pistol on him and tell him don't come back. <laughs> my, my whole thing is, like you said, I have never, I have never actively been a coach for a long time. Not a collegiate coach. I think I was a collegiate coach for cheerleading for like, I don't know, six months or whatever. But the way I was, I was raised, you know, is that if you are not performing, you do get cut. From a team, y'all know that if you you're college athletes, if you were not performing, you weren't going to class, you were getting arrested for everything. Your coach would cut, he cut you right, like yeah. you get cut if you weren't performing on the field. What would happen at the end of the season? He right. bring you in the office and be like, "It's not working." All right, think about this though: volleyball is a team sport. Everybody can't perform as well unless other players are performing well also. So you got to have somebody who can dig the ball out the ground. You got to have somebody set it up for you. You got to have somebody spike the ball. You know what I'm saying? So you might have the best spiker on the team, but the person setting them up, throwing them bad passes or whatever all the time. So you said they had three days of practice. How how are you going to know that? So I'm just going to cut everybody. I don't even care. And I think y'all are going to the point Y'all go to the point where y'all saying, all right, because this is a women coach, y'all taking up for this woman coach. I'm saying, I don't care if it's a woman or a man or nothing. 
Nobody took up on her. Y'all said that at the beginning. Some, we called you on some BS statement that you made. You made. Nobody took up her. <laughs> uh, y'all did. Y'all did say something. Charlotte, you said if this was a man, would you would you be saying the same thing? And I'm like, yes, we would, because I this is unprecedented. This has never happened that somebody cut a whole team. <laughs> It, it ain't got nothing to do with men or women. Nothing. Nothing uh, to do with Next. Next. <laughs> next story. But no, it ain't got nothing to do with that. Two, I'm just saying. Two hours later. Yeah. <laughs> well, check this. Check Ice this, man. Check this. Since Shana since since screaming next, man. Um, <laughs> we, wanna, we are talking about sports, man. Something went on in Portland. Something went on in Portland. They had a uh, a young man who has the article, man, because I can't pull the article up because I can't pull it I up. It. Still... Um, but, uh, but from what I'm from what I'm hearing, a a young man killed or is accused, allegedly accused of killing his girlfriend, who was pregnant with I mean his baby mama. He was a running back at Portland State and he killed his baby mama. And so now the thing is, you know, why did he kill her? Did he kill her because she was cheating on her? She dumped him or, or whatever. But uh, dudes and their egos, man, it's a little fragile, man. Brothers can't handle rejection anymore. You know, in a whole different world. You got the story, Shana? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Break down Sorry, the story. I, I mean, was, I was just talking completely wrong. I got it. So a, a football player at Portland State was accused of killing his girlfriend. They say girlfriend. It could have been a former girlfriend. We know that every time they, they list these articles, they say girlfriend. You never really know if it's a legitimate relationship or a relationship with benefits. Um, so this young man was charged with killing this 19-year-old girl. And he's, of course, well, I don't want to say of course, but he's pleaded not guilty. And this was this just happened over the weekend. Um, she was 19, and the young man is—is that how it is? Yeah, I think he's 20. Yeah, yeah, he's 20. Mm-hmm. So they and they found her near the campus. Found her body near the campus, and then the autopsy said she was killed by gunshot. Uh, but you know, you know, you you hear a lot about this lately. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to dudes and um, getting violent over over their woman, um, or if a, or if a woman rejects a guy, you know, guys don't know how to handle it, and then they get the beating up on the woman because she rejecting them and stuff like that. Man, are, are dudes too sensitive nowadays, man? Because you know, me yeah. coming come, come along, I take. You know, one of our, our former members of the podcast, man, he had he had a really good um, explanation when it came to uh, spitting game at women. He was like, look, if I holler at 10 of them, if I holler at 10 of them, uh, what, what is it? Five of them might tell me to go to hell. Or five of them might say, might say no, thank you. Two might say go to hell. <laughs> One might say, hey, how you doing? But the last two might go ahead and give me the number. He's so playing I'm the just, averages, huh? He's playing, playing the averages, averages huh? man. 
You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't understand why why dudes nowadays, man, they can't they can't play they can't play the averages. Like people want to fight over the women. I tell people, I tell I tell every woman I mess with, I ain't gonna fight traffic for you, much less fight somebody else. So you better, <laughs> you better get that understanding good and good. But a lot of a lot a lot of these young guys. No, no, you ladies first. I was going to answer his question in that, yes, I do think that the male ego is fragile. And I think we could pull up article after article of instances where men have hurt, beaten, killed women because they rejected them. You know, Mm -hmm. I think even off the top of my head, the young woman who was in Harlem going to the liquor store, the dude said, can I buy you, Mm -hmm. can I buy you a bottle? And she was like, no, thank you. Thank you. And he beat this woman to a pulp. So mm-hmm. I think that, that somewhere we've lost teaching men how to handle that rejection and they can't handle it. And it is presented in violence. Mm-hmm. And I, again, I think that we can pull up article after article of women who were killed because for whatever reason, they turned some man down or they ended a relationship, right? If I can't have you, no one else can have you. So yes, I do think not in, I'm not using a broad brush to paint all mm-hmm. men, but I definitely think that we can find instances where the male ego has been fragile enough to hurt women from being protected. Yep. That's so unfortunate, man. I, I just think um, people make do things in public and they can't handle rejection in front of their peers. I think mm-hmm. they have, I think I think it's, it's such a, a big thing to impress those around you that when somebody tell you no, or the female tell you no, now she gotta be a a, a bitch, she gotta be you whore. I didn't wanna talk to you anyway, you ain't nothing. And I just think people are not not able to handle rejection in front of people, because now it makes you look a certain way. Yeah. You know, Ron, I, I have so many times been intentional about how I, I don't even want to say dismiss, but how I decline advances for men, especially if they might be with other men. You know, I try to hit them with, I'm good, but I appreciate it though. Or I, uh, I got a man, thank you though. He, I appreciate that, I'll make sure. Because I don't want to die for turning down or letting some man know that I'm not interested. And it's a shame that we have to do that dance but I've absolutely, I am absolutely intentional about how I interact with men that I don't know who might approach me on the street or in a public place or something for that very reason. Unfortunately, unfortunately, as a as a female, it it is taught to us at an early age. You know, you know, watch how you turn down men, and you know, watch how you put yourself in situations and that sort of thing. Um, you know, when a man says, you know, why don't you smile more or you ain't going to speak or can I buy this? Can I buy that? We've been taught at a young age how to try to respond to it without getting a negative response. Um, even my niece, you know, when it was time for her to go to college, you know, there are things like that. that I've been telling her since she was in middle school, you know, like, you know, you might go to a party and do want to buy you a drink. You know, you can say, no, thank you, but make sure you're not by yourself because the thing about it is like there's a history and a long list of what happens when you say no. And 
the my issue is that we don't know where it starts. You know, we talked about participation trophies a little while, like a while ago. And I'm not saying it's the millennial generation or the ones after us or whatever X, Y, Z, whatever it is. But that kind of that kind of sets the tone to them like nobody has ever told them that it's okay if somebody tells you no. Like it's not an entitlement. If I say, hey, Shauna, if I'm a male, I say, I want to take you out to dinner. You're like, no, thank you. I got a boyfriend. That should be it. It shouldn't be like A, B, I ain't going to take you out to dinner anyway. Um, and there are instances where even the smallest no thank you, like trigger people. And I think it's because they already have mental health issues and they don't know how to handle it or somebody's never told them no. And you don't know when they're snapped. I mean, I'm sure some of us, don't know how people that we interact with will snap when somebody actually tells them no to anything, you know? Well, so you better not tell me no, because I'm no, I'm just playing. I'm playing. <laughs> that's why that's why me if I know, said Brian, you got plenty of practice. <laughs> but I got out of 10, I got two of them. Out of 10. <laughs> <I got two. laughs> and it's why high five. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, look here, look here, but it's it's interesting though, because like me being single and out mm-hmm. here, you know, in the in navigating the dating world, you know, that's why I have to tell so many women yes, because I'd be worried about them, you know, coming back, trying to kill me or something for saying no. So I'd be telling the women Sly. yeah, and they'd be Sly. using my body, you know. What I'm Sly, saying? how they how they gonna kill you, Sly? Hey man, they, they ain't got enough time to, to starve you to death. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, shout out, shout out to the people in the comments. Uh Natasha Jones out there. That man um, a legend in his own mind. <laughs> Norcia out there. Who else? Am Am said, hey cousin, who 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 um who Am cousin? <laughs> oh, Sean, I ain't know y'all was related. <laughs> yeah. Who Am cousin? <laughs> I ain't know y'all was kin folk. Yeah. Look at that. That fool said who Am cousin. Man, I saw I saw Amp username on here in yeah. his uncut chronicles. Man, I was searching that damn page for about 30 minutes trying to figure out who the hell is he <laughs> when he first came on here. I was like, oh shit, that Amp and Bashiva. Let me ask you a question for the, the gentleman. Has your well, I know some of you have are married, have been married, etc. Has your response to the no, is it different from what it was when you were like in your twenties. Now that you're in your, are y'all forty? Y'all forty? Forties? Forties? We all forties. We all. Well, stop acting brand new. You you graduated yeah, with us. I'm the older than everybody day. on the same day we graduated. You acting brand yeah. new. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Not with me. She <laughs> older than me. I graduated. I graduated after all y'all old folks. She's she like, hey, young man. Hey, young man. Let me <laughs> let me ask you a question, young man. <laughs> That's a teacher mode. You know she a cougar. <laughs> <laughs> well like for real her like got her <laughs> but what was like how has your how has your response to the nose changed over the years so well well here's the thing here's the thing as as a dude and i think as a dude of a certain era you know if you heard no i just kept it rocking you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. you, you just kept it rocking you kept moving and mm-hmm. went on to a friend I will say um, at this time in, in life, you know, things are things are real different, you know, yeah. from, from all, all, all the stuff that I've heard from my friends, of course. 
Um, you know, you, you you can be on Facebook or all these all these dating apps, and you can slide left, slide right. So so you, it's it's a lot easier to find somebody who's going to talk to you. You ain't, you ain't really got to get rejected as much as as back in the day when you had to actually go up and talk to somebody and say, "Hey, how you doing? Would you, would you like to go out?" You know what I'm saying? But now it's like. All right, I'm, I'm gonna type this little messages so she don't respond, and like you know, you go to the next person. Like, you can't so it, it's a lot different right now. It's a lot different how when we grew up, because because back when we grew up, you actually had to take somebody out on a date to be nice to them and stuff like this. <laughs> you know, back in our day. <laughs> but now it's like you get a like with those. Hey, but I'm with Sly, and I hate, I kind of hate to even admit that I agree with something he said. You know, I kind of feel kind of, I, I, anyway, I agree with what he said, man. You know, mm -hmm. back in our day, you know, somebody told you no. I ain't yeah. saying you went to a friend, but some of us, our sleazeballs did. But I, we took it as, we took it as, it was her loss or his loss or whatever. Mm -hmm. But now, man, these kids feel entitled, like, you tell me no something wrong with you you got a yeah. problem mm -hmm. yeah, and it's, a little of, it's a little of you you think that this woman owes you something yes and and it's it's not being a respecter of persons because i don't owe you anything you mm -hmm. are attempting to, well, to spend time I, with me or get in unless, my fear well, i, I feel like you do like kanye said it's still chicks that owe fly you know, they still all, i know where you, i know where you eat fly Hey, Shauna, we can tell by your wine we can't afford you. You ain't got to talk to us like that. <laughs> Whatever. You gotta talk to that nobody is, like that. That's specific to Sly. That is not oh, specific oh. to anyone else. That's <laughs> yeah. Dude, like all the other broke dudes holla at me. I ain't about to fight traffic for you and all I'm going to pay is a little bit of attention so hey that, that's all I got LeBron ain't nothing wrong with broke dudes but it's like crack I ain't got to try to know it ain't for me <laughs> hey, well you can look at Sly Turner and tell you a broke dude that's a good one right yeah. <laughs> you look at this turtle bag and say, he been wearing that since Columbia High. Look at, look at here. Look at, when I, when I was broke, when I I'll was broke, it was, it was, it was worth it. A ask all the women who mess with me when I was broke. When I was broke, I was slinging it real good when I, Slow like baby face. I cook your dinner too. As <laughs> soon as I get home from work. <laughs> now, that, now that I done got me some money, I done got lazy now. I, I lay back on them now. I got a little bit of money. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Slow, you say, you say, I ain't in no rush. 
Hey, Red Nile, I look at him. I, I beat you. <laughs> I won. I hate you. I hate you. Uh, you say ask all the women. Hold your hand up. Where? No, no, no. I got that just started. He, 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 he ain't like that. Nah. Hey, his mom and sister don't count. My act like that's just nah. Like like it went back that in the two thousand. I got I got scar, I got scars all over my body from women upset when oh. I when I have to pull that thing out and tell them they can't oh, have it. Oh God! Hey, oh, man, your wallet? Hey, hey, hey <laughs> your wallet? Hey, hey, you, so so you you're proud of that, huh? That's that's that's. Hey, in my younger days, hey, hey, long, 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 long time ago. Before we get too far off track, we want to thank everybody that's watching us live on Facebook. Want to shout out Jawan Kennedy. With all the way live. All the way live. Tasha Jones, Nasir Bird. We just want to shout y'all out. Thank y'all so much. Before we get off track, I know everybody got a little, got a little fears in their cup. So we, we got to pull back before we go off, get Too off late. real. Too late. Jesus. Yes, Santa. So this boy is 20 years old. He had a girlfriend. He kills her. What do y'all think his reasoning is gonna be? That's what I want to know. Of course, he's gonna say I got. He's not gonna say I got a frail, I got a frail uh, male ego, but you know, <laughs> yeah, he's not gonna say that. Yeah, I just kind of passion. He called her with somebody she probably, else, or maybe she, maybe she was pregnant. He ain't want no kid. Yeah, Ray Ray Caru, ain't it? Ray, Ray, get your yeah. ass out that trunk. Hey, Ray, Ray, Ray coming out. Is hey, Ray, Ray out yet? Yeah, he been out. He been out now for about a year or so. Yeah. Okay. But the, but the crazy thing is, man, um, it could be a, a narrative things that happen with this guy. Man, we it's hard to say. Male, a fragile male ego. She could have put it on him and told him, "Hey, you ain't getting no more of this. This it. This it." Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. It could be mental health issues. It could be he ain't had no job and the woman told man, him. Man, I'm sick. I'm sick of mental health issues, man. I'm sick of mother. Well, it's always. real, Flop. It's real. We dealt with yeah, it. You just got out real. of a pandemic. You not having a job is not enough to beat up or kill somebody. I'm sorry. It's, it's not. It's, but mental it's health reasons are real, but it's it's yeah. the go-to crutch, man. It's, it's the go-to crutch for people, man. I get tired of that. Well, yeah, I, can't, I can't tell yeah, nobody about the venture. If you try to get out of jail, you can use right. that. You go, like that girl who killed no that boy. Like that white girl who um they You talking about the one that was in handcuffs? Yeah, she did the Baker app, but then they saw her at the bar the other day drinking and this girl was like going off on her. But that's the thing, I'm with Sylvester, like there are a lot of mental health issues. What? I mean, you was a vessel. I'm with him on this. Like it has been used as a crutch to some extent, um, because people do know they can get away with murder by saying, "Oh, I'll, I'm pleading insanity." I'm pleading insanity. I was stressed mm -hmm. out. You can say I'm a football player and I've been hit too many times, and you my brain is scrambled. Yeah, CTE. So you know, but like I said, there are mental health issues and. That I think the dilemma is the, the wrong people try to determine whether or not someone's mental health issues are real or not. Yes. You know, Celeste is not qualified to, to 
he, I mean, he's barely qualified to do what he does and run this podcast, <laughs> let alone to diagnose someone's mental health issues. Somebody but, a hater. No, never. I but I think that I think that that's one of those things where it's almost like the little boy who cried wolf. You just don't know when to believe people, but it's always that wrong time when we don't when it when it turns into a problem, right? So I tend to err on the side of caution that yeah. I can't I can't determine whether or not your mental health issues are real or not. So right. so I'm not gonna try to put my judgment on that because it's the one time that I dismiss it that it becomes fatal. That then that blood is on my hands. You're right. No, you Tasha, can't judge Tasha somebody's mental. Go ahead, Sly. No, Tasha just said not understanding no is a mental health issue. Comprehension. That's my coworker. That's my coworker. Yeah. And the thing about it, what we don't know about what we don't know about individuals who we come across, it puts us in a vulnerable place anyway. Like Shauna said, a stranger could be like, hey, can I buy you something? And she's like, uh, no, you don't know that person's mental health. Also, you don't know if they had a disability. As somebody who works in EC, I talk about generational IEPs. Like once you leave the 12th grade, there they are, you know, people who have had IEPs or um, physical or mental disabilities or any other disabilities are out in the public. They are, you know, they are working jobs and they are, you know, Active citizens and that citizens and that kind of stuff. So we don't know who we are coming in contact contact um, with on a daily basis. So you don't know if that's going to be the day that you trigger somebody to do the things like, you know, murdering you or following you home or you know, making you crash your car or sexually assaulting you. And that's the crazy thing, like. No triggers a lot of people. Like, think about babies. Y'all have children. When you told a child no, what's happening? They have an episode. They have an episode. So that's that starts when you're a child. It's not like they become an adult and one day no triggers them. Um, it's something that starts yeah. at an early age. If we all could just have our mental health card weird and be like, I am crazy. Do not talk to me or do not come in contact me. Or, or, or like, or like I'm having a bad day, so this not be this this not might not be the day to say the wrong thing to me. It would make life much easier, but we don't have those things, so we do have to, you know, move on an air of caution. And as a black female, married or not, I mean, I random strangers, you know, they can come up and they ask for money. I had a, I went to Wilmington weekend before last, and this dude came into this black owned croissant place, Sweet D's. If you ever in Wilmington. And he was going around begging people for money and people are like telling him no. And he was getting angrier and angrier. And I'm on the phone with my husband and my mother-in-law is there. And he, he left and he came back in. He had a guitar and he just had this like crazy look on his face. And he told the girl, a young girl behind the counter, he's like, can you give me some banana pudding for free? And she's like, no, I'm sorry, I can't. And so he's like going to everybody. He's getting loud. So I tell my husband, I was like, hey, let me, let me call you right back because I got, I think I'm going to get this dude something to eat because I don't know how he's going to snap. You could tell he had been on something coming down. 
So he's like, you got any money? And I'm like, no, but sir, if you just want something to eat, I'll be willing to buy it for you, you know, just to de-escalate the situation. So he was like, I want that banana pudding. I'm like, okay, come on. I said, like, will you please give him a banana pudding when you go to the restaurant? Um, he's like, and can I get a drink? And I was like, if it's a drink that you want, let's get it. So I pay him. I paid for the stuff. Um, the girl behind the counter is just like, you could tell she was super nervous. She was like, thank you so much. And I was like, no problem. And I was like, here you go. You know, you need a spoon, like just making sure trying to de-escalate the situation. Because at that point, y'all, he had a big wooden guitar. He could have started swinging it and knocked us all out. But, you know, that's the type, that's the type of things that we go through as individuals. Like you never know when that's going to be that person's time to like. Yeah. Um, one of the comments, Tasha Jones said, mental health should not be confused with emotional health. Emotional health is different than mental health. So very good point. You just don't know what somebody's going through, man. I mean, I know we like, you know, the the crutches they use for mental health, but you just never know. And like Shala said, man, that one thing could just push them over the edge that might be minor to us, but could be major to them as, as much as a, a bowl of banana pudding and a drink. Mm-hmm. See, Shala, I got, I got you, I got you, I got your answer right here to help you out if you ever run in the banana pudding man again. Get this concealed weapon permit. One these concealed weapon permit. I did not have my gun on me. Say, say, I got your banana pudding. I got but but seriously, mental health is is not to be joked about. And I think the other thing yeah. we have to take into consideration is LeBron mentioned this and said, you know, we don't know what people are going through. How many instances have we seen where people who present to be normal, happy, living the best life, and then they take their own life? Like there is something mm-hmm. there that for those people wasn't what we thought it was, whether that was some emotional stuff or some mental stuff so we can't ever make assumptions about what we know about because that's when that's when we get ourselves into trouble well check this check this man we we're doing a lot we're doing a lot man on this topic right here man we want to take it down just a little bit we want to take it down a little bit you know one thing on this podcast um what we like to do we like to give a a um a samuel l jackson appreciation moment. You know, who I believe is the greatest act of all time. Chance disagrees with me. No, I love Sam, yeah. Maybe LeBron disagrees with me. Sam, yeah. I believe Samuel L. Jackson is the greatest act of all time. And what we like to do, man, we like to uh, highlight one of his movies. Because you know he's done a million movies, so we highlight one of his movies and one of the characters from his movie. And this week, we're picking up the Django. The Django. Django, Django. The Django, man. The Django. How many, how many of y'all seen Django? Who, who y'all seen Django? Anybody who ain't seen Django? Who ain't seen Django is the question. Yeah, yeah. So so what, what was his character name in the movie? Uh, Steven? Uh, I think it was uh, Sylvester. Oh shit! You know, you know that Sylvester. You know, you know that wasn't Sylvester. Look, Sylvester definitely would have been in the field. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have been in the house. You know, good way. Hey, Sam, was dark skin too. Yeah, I don't have that temperament. I couldn't be him. 
But check this out, though, man. Steven, you know, we do a character breakdown on Steven. You know, they, a lot of people say he's one of the greatest villains of all time, man. How y'all feel about him being on that great villain of all time list, man? Just most despicable person you ever seen, Steven. And the and the the way that he put, played that role, man. I think you know, with the makeup and everything, you know. At first, I didn't even know it was him. To be honest with you, I didn't know it was Samuel <laughs> Jackson. Come on, know that was him. Cause I ain't see I ain't see like any previews or nothing before I saw the movie. Nah, everybody knew that was Samuel Jackson. <laughs> oh man, I thought. Well, no. look at the size of his glasses. I don't know if he knew. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he he played the part to a T, but I mean that that to me was like I you know it's it's not a hundred percent true story, but I guarantee you that it was dudes out there ready and willing to do exactly how he was. You know what I mean? So I mean, oh, yeah. it it just it was history has shown us history has shown us that all skin folk ain't kin folk. And we can go back and identify plenty of people who, for whatever reason they have, have not been down for the cause, for lack of a better term, and who have who have sided with their captors, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, I mean, I, I don't know if he had, like, a family or whatever that, you know, he was like, all right, I'm taking care of my family just the way I'm going to do it. I don't care what that, all these other folks say. Type thing. It didn't seem like that. It seemed like he was, you know, just on his own. Like he was just a resident snitch, you know. <laughs> but, but I mean, you know, I I can see somebody saying, "All right, you know, we got in this situation. I'm gonna make the best out of it. So I'm, I'm gonna do whatever this dude, uh, the master say, that you know, to have my family straight. And I don't care about everybody else." I, I can see that happening. But all the time. people, but also one of those people where like I'm, I'm taking care of this family in here. I'm I'm this. But if he'd have left that plantation, he'd have been yes. just another. Yeah, yeah another I know. And another Negro, and, I, and he'd have been dead. So I it's like agree. I am I am insulated in this bubble, and I'm running this plantation. I got these Negroes stepping and fetching for me, but right. that's because I'm here where I know. And if I go outside, they gonna kill me and shackle me up. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so once he make that decision, to do that, he know that he he got to be all in, you know. Right. <laughs> it, it, yeah. it, it ain't no turning back, you know. So yeah. he, he he did what he had to do, but I mean, it it was a buster, a real buster <laughs> move on him. But I mean, once once you make that decision, you can't turn back. Mm-hmm. All in, all in. He definitely got what he deserved. Yeah, definitely. Oh, sure. <laughs> but you know, it's a, but you know, it's a good actor when you hate the person who plays the role. Mm-hmm. Like when you saw Samuel L. Jackson after that, you're like, I can't stand this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you old sucker. <laughs> right. Kind of like you did Danny Glover after the color purple. I can't stand that man. Yeah. What's my hobo now? Mr. was just un- misunderstood, man. Really? He was just misunderstood, man. Mr. was Mr. was evil. Negro, please. I'm about to shave right. Mr. <laughs> oh well. I just, 
I just want to know why nobody ever thought like the way they um, basically casted his dad. Like that was supposed to be his dad. Like he took my ARCs in the color phone. Yeah, yeah. Like how is that supposed to be Mister Dad? Like <laughs> okay, that's I'm totally awesome. <laughs> <laughs> There looks nothing like I'm still yeah, shocked that yeah. Sylvester said he did not know that was Samuel L. Jackson because those those beady, those beaming eyes give it will give it away. Like even Stevie Wonder could tell that was Samuel L. Jackson. I did I didn't know when I first when you know when I when he first came on the screen when he first mm-hmm. came on the screen you know I didn't know but after you know when you start watching the movie and you get into the movie you can be yeah. like oh yeah yeah that's Samuel L. Jackson. But when he first popped on the screen, that was good yeah. makeup, man. I didn't know it was him. Hey, <laughs> hey Charlie, you know, you know, Steve Wonder really ain't blind. That's a oh, I've seen him step over. Oh, I've seen him step over a court. Don't do this, y'all. Don't do this. <laughs> Don't do this. I agree with you, Chance. Uh-uh. Uh, Not Ray Charles was blind. Not on this 11th day of our Lord in the year 2022. Y'all not going to do this to Steve Lynch. Wanda, Chance, no. Chance, I agree. I saw him no. step over a court on the stage. No. Shut up, Shala. Shut up, Shala. Shut up, Shala. Hey, about two years from now, Steve going to be like, gotcha? <laughs> Y'all ain't right. Y'all not going to do this to Steve Lynch. I'm sorry. Yeah, but we might need to do a Stevie Wonder appreciation moment, man, because you know how talented his brother was. His peak peak of his career, I mean, not peak of his career, but he made great, just some of the best songs ever from the time he was 15 to 20 to 22 or or 24 or something like that. You know, Mm -hmm. those were just great, great albums when he's still a kid. He's still a damn kid. And then, you know, it just keeps getting better and better. And then all the songs he wrote for, I forgot, I, uh, Bomani Jones in his podcast, he did a Stevie Wonder breakdown. He did a Stevie Wonder breakdown on, on his uh, albums or whatever. And he talked about all of the songs and stuff he wrote and all, all his music. And he wrote, uh, what's the song for... Um, not Lionel Richie, the other light skinned dude from Mo- the light skinned dude from Mo- Smokey. Margaret Robinson. Uh, yeah, he wrote he wrote a he wrote a song for Smokey that that he wrote, and he was like, yeah, let me just throw. He was like, I don't particularly care about this, and it was one of Smokey's biggest hits too. I can't think of what the song was. That is on the tip. That, that would be a good segment to do songs written by other people. Mm-hmm. Oh. For hits for the people who perform them. Uh, but you, but you know, okay, like R. Kelly. We have we'd have to do R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we'd have to do R. Kelly, and you know how to how the world feel about chaos. Yeah, the, yeah, the so. world feels funny about chaos, so we'd uh we'd have a problem with that. Hmm. All right, man. Um, check this. We are getting close, man. We're getting close to the end, man. We need to get up out of here, man. Hey, do we have any parting shots? As always, man. We start off with the president. What's going on, El Presidente? You got any parting shots for us? 
You know, I actually don't today, man. You know, we, we talked about a lot. I, it's just, uh, well, you know, you know, once I say no, I don't, then something come up, then I say yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, 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 no. Hold on. I'm just saying, you know, hey, you always got to just look at people as, as individuals. Like, all the time, you know, a lot of stuff we talk about, we we kind of generalize people all the time and say, all right, this is like we talked about the male ego. Yeah, yes, the male ego. You know, women got the egos too. Different type of people got different type of situations all the time, man. So my thing is you you gotta take it as individual people. You can't just say all men is like this, all women like this. You know what I'm saying? You just gotta get to know people. You know what I'm saying? Like I think that's the problem with 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 racism, you know, sexism, all that stuff, man. You can't you can't say all people is like all things. You gotta you gotta look at that individual and uh, make your judgment from there. There's, just don't just don't take your opinion off of one person. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. or, or off of a group of people. You know what I'm saying? Black folks do that all the time when it comes to black people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We and we all look alike. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just saying, just 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 get to know people, man. Don't 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 generalize people just because of something that you've seen on TV. No. Well, that sounds good. What about you, LBZ? You got anything to say, LBZ, before we get out of here? Man, I'll simply say no means no, man. Just move on. If the, if the, answer, the answer is no, let it be. Find something else or find someone that's for you. It's somebody out there for everybody, man. So don't 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 take a uh, permanent solution to a temporary problem, man. So just no means no and let everybody have fun. So if you don't, too bad. I'm on spring break. Peace out, kids. I don't miss ya. Come to the ATL, <laughs> dog. Come holler at me. Hey, don't put my business in the street like that. Come on, keep Everybody <laughs> don't need to know where I'm going to be at. What about you, Cobb? You got any parting shots, Cobb, before we get out of here? You know, I say this every time, y'all. Give me the opportunity to join you all. Make sure you love on your people. Life is life is short. It's, we're not promised tomorrow. And it life comes at you fast. You just never know what will happen, you know, even in the next hour. So make sure your people that you love know how much you love them and know how much they mean to you because that's what's important. Oh, man, you're right. That is what's important, what's important. Shala, Shala, our, our famous guest, our, our, our esteemed guest, do you have any parting shots you want to say before we get out of here, Shala? Um, I just want to say thank you for letting me even do this. Um, I've been nervous about it for like 24 hours. Uh, but y'all have something that's really good going on here. Um, and I'm really proud of everybody on this podcast. I know some of y'all haven't seen in 20 plus years and like Shauna said, life is too short. We have lost a lot of classmates, um, parents, friends, et cetera. And I'm just glad that the people that I knew, you know, and and I, I just always knew that y'all would be great and y'all would do good things. So just keep doing it. I am super proud of y'all. And also, like Shauna said, love on your people. Um, if you see something, say something. Because uh, you, you just never know what people are going through. And COVID has basically open the door to a lot of uh, issues and things that people are going through, so. Yeah. Shall I say a prayer for us? Because, you know, we're crazy. 
Well, Will, but you can pray for yourself too. <laughs> I mean, everybody, 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 everybody prayers don't make it to heaven. I don't, I don't know if mine might not make it all the way up. Mine might get stuck somewhere. So you pray Brian for it. Brian be bouncing off the ceiling back on his head. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. Somebody speak for me now. Speak for me. I got y'all. I got y'all. We'll stand in the gap for you, Brian. We'll stand in the yeah. gap. I got you. All right, man. Uh, it's been another great episode of the RIP 28 podcast, man. This is a podcast where a few friends get together and we talk about a few things. Now, some of those things you might like, some of those things you might not like, but we keep on talking about them on the RIP 28 podcast. Before we get out of here, I want to let you guys know some news just came down from Dr. Fauci. A blowjob a week can lower a man's risk of disease. So don't be stingy, girls. Save, save the life. Well, see no means no. Fauci? That's from Fauci. No, no means no. Our man Fauci broke it down for us. Oh, I got your call. Yeah, that's what it is. It's definitely. It's a little energy. 